Right. Good afternoon. This is the sixth in our series of podcasts after a busy Christmas working with Community Share, delivering services to Dorset paid uncare, uh, unpaid, <laughs> unpaid carers. <laughs> this episode, we're going to talk to Marcus Firth, CEO of Community Share, and the man, the myth, the legend that is Stuart Semple, international artist and ambassador for Mind. Stuart was born and bred in Dorset and studied at Paul College of Art, where my mother went in the 60s. It's um, some very eccentric artists out there. So I suppose the first question I want to ask you, Stuart, what led you to becoming a mind ambassador? Well, it was a bit of a long journey, really. I mean, initially, um, I had some mental health issues myself as a teenager when I was studying art. I had um, very bad anxiety after a near-death experience, and it kind of left me um, in my room making art um, not really with anyone to talk to about what I was going through and at those times specifically for like a young male like me you know we just didn't really talk about that stuff and I didn't even know what it was so I kind of went to ground and then a few years later my grandmother developed long, late uh, onset schizophrenia and she was going through a really really tough time and I reached out to Mind to um, get some support for my nana and they were amazing they gave us such good advice and I was having a conversation with them about how I thought art was really powerful and could could help heal a lot of this stuff and how it helped my recovery from my panic attacks and stuff and they were kind of a bit dubious about it in those days it seemed like I was talking a bit of a foreign language but I knew it worked and I said well you know what maybe we could do something together um, and sort of test this out and we decided we would make a creative therapies fund together and I sort of put my fundraising cap on and tried to bring in some money to launch this fund with them and I became an ambassador and since then we've been really exploring um, I suppose the therapeutic or healing potential of our and it's been exciting and that's kind of that's the story i suppose it's i mean it's it's a good thing to hear the personal experience and marcus and i were talking over a period of months with unpaid carers in dorset i mean there's always been and i don't want to get political about it but there's always been a mental health issue with unpaid carers and when i say unpaid carers we're talking people who care long term or periodically um, for members of the family or friends without any formal agency support. And obviously what's really put the, if you like, um, the nail on the head is with COVID, where people have been obliged to stay indoors with very challenging children or adults, nowhere to go. There's been some awful um, episodes and crises, crises, crises. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we've been trying to work out how we can support carers, um, not just practically, but with their mental health. And one of the things that we did was that uh, after Marcus's um, research, we trained to become mental aid, first aid trainer trainers. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, really um, good. Yeah, I mean, we're hoping to, we're doing the, I think we're doing the teacher bit next week. I mean, we're not teachers, I hasten to add, but it will allow us to do adult education. Um, but, sorry, Marcus, go on. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it, it's been a really important um, part of, of growing community share was to recognise, first of all, the challenges of the COVID period, 
probably far more importantly is what is going to come latently over the next two to three years. So um, that, that ability to, to have first aid for mental health and have a real focus on mental wellness seem really appropriate. And I'm, I'm really interested to, to hear how you've um, gone through your programme and then added art to part of that sort of process. Um, sounds really exciting. <clears throat> yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, obviously the pressure that carers are under is um, immense anyway. And the pandemic is just another layer of um, of problems, and you know, and, we, and the mental health crisis. Um, the whole society's wrestling with that issue, you know, um, all the way from the royal family down to to, to people like me. Um, so really, it's time that we started looking at ways that we can navigate that and support one another through that. Um, in the family, in the home, um, with, with, with the people that we're looking after, particularly as carers. And I do think that there is a place for art in that. Um, I do think that art is very, very powerful. I think it's a very, very important tool um, if you understand how to navigate it, if you understand how to use it. Um, it might be a bit of a secret weapon. And interestingly, um, over the last sort of year, there's been some really interesting research coming out. Um, the neuroscientists are onto this now, like John Hopkins University, big research coming out of France, and they're seeing the impact art has, not just on the people that make it, but the people that see it, and actually what it does to us internally, um, biologically, actually, they can see it in the brain. Um, and now we're starting to actually see the science that ties up with the things that I've seen anecdotally. You know, I've met people who've, um, started making art for the first time and it's like a little ray of sunshine opens in their world and it never closes you know once art's open for somebody they've got that place of expression that place to go and say how you feel and what's happening and um, I think it's just really important that every human being has access to that we've always done it it's why we're different than monkeys monkeys don't make art they make tools human beings express how we think and feel in our world through the things that we create if we stop doing that we start to become a little bit unwell and I think it's really important that everybody understands that art could be part of their mental kind of wellness diet in a way um, seeing it making it joining in with it it's good. interesting that you say that Stuart because we were discussing the other day you said about mental wellness and uh, Marcus got a real bee in his bonnet about mental health and mental wellness you know, we, I think the, the analogy was wasn't it we all have mental health it depends how mentally well you are um, but it's, um, you know, I mean, what you're saying for me on a personal level uh, with art is so true. I mean, I can switch off for a period of time and just be immersed in what I'm doing. Um, and it's, I think it's, you know, that reduces stress. Um, you know, you can, you can indulge your whims, your fantasies. It doesn't really matter, does it? Because it's art is subjective. Um, and I don't know how you see it, but I see it that, you know, if you like what you've done, it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks. Um, you know, if you're happy with what you've, you've done, but what we found, I wanted to ask you was, you know, um, we find a lot of carers who are, well, I'd love to do it, but I don't know where to start. I'm not good enough. And I, well, yes, you are. You know, you just express yourself. Don't judge yourself. I mean, would you take the same view? 
Oh, no, of course. Um, unfortunately, we live in a society where, you know, you can go as far as to say, and I don't want to get political about it either, that people are actively discouraged from creating art. It seems um, whimsical, a hobby, not important, um, that we have to be really good. You know, the reality is you or I are never going to be as good as Picasso, but that doesn't mean we can't have a go at it. Um, and that we can't benefit from doing it. And through doing something, we, we get better at it. So if, you know, I believe everybody can get better at what they do through practice. Like if I did ballet dancing every day for the next 10 years, I would definitely be better at ballet dancing than I am now. Um, I'll never be Darcy Bustle. I don't have the body for it, but I can still do it. And we need to um, get this message out that it's not about being good at it. It's about joining in. And to your point about losing yourself in the moment of creating it, you know, it ties into this whole mindfulness piece of actually um, being in the moment. You know, you can only draw or paint or write or read poetry now you can't do it in the far past or the future so it takes you away from ruminating on things that have happened or um getting upset about what might have come in the future it brings you to here and now and you come face to face with yourself and you start dealing with your feelings you start meeting your emotions things move um and particularly if you struggle to articulate that with words then some sort of artistic output, even if that's dancing around the living room after you put put someone to bed or, or you've got that little window, I think you should grab it and use it and do something for you. you do you think... Like, uh, yeah. so, oh, sorry, Mark. Uh, so I think that's so true. And, and one of the things that um, I think re is so important for carers is art and, and activities allow them to put themselves first in, in that moment. So that's the first thing is they're actually prioritizing themselves. And we know through the whole mental uh, wellness process, that's actually critical. It's finding the time, putting yourself first, uh, and then it's sharing that with other people. And we sort of have a, a, a term for some of the stuff we're doing, which is called you know, a helping hand. Mm -hmm. That's what community shares about. It's that helping hand to start you on your own journey and you find what is going to work for you, but it should be empowering and it should be uplifting. Um, because that's the whole end game, isn't it? Is to uh, enjoy what you do, um, smile, uh, have fun on the journey, uh, and hopefully something great comes out of it at the end. But if not, the journey was worth it in the first place. Exactly. The, the work itself becomes the reward. But, you know, some people feel it's selfish to take that hour to express themselves, you know, and there's stigma around that. And they feel they should be looking after someone 24-7. And, you know, it's hard sometimes. I mean, I know like when my mum was ill, you know, I was really exhausted towards the end. And I kind of felt guilty to, to kind of go home, actually, and, and just kind of have a bath let alone crack out my paints, you know, so I totally know what that, that sort of feels like, I think. It's, it's interesting you, you say that. I mean, one of the un, underlying elements for all carers is guilt. And, you know, it's my, it's my duty. It's a, and also identifying as a carer. I mean, that's not particularly art orientated, but getting people to understand when we're when we're advocating for them that it's okay you know if you have a caring responsibility you are a carer and funny enough i don't find many people who find it a social stigma not certainly not in rural dorset i mean it could be wrong um but getting people to you know i, I have this regular conversation you know have a go at some art but i'm not good enough so i think you know as we said before well you know it doesn't matter failure is not a sin 
not trying is the sin, you know. Um, and we, that's why we're, we're, well, I'm certainly, and Marcus has come round to my way of thinking, I, you know, I'm all about, you know, getting people involved in whatever art they want to do, you know. Um, and we, we're, we're trying very soon to provide very, very basic art lessons, be it painting, uh, lino prints, uh, dry point printing, things which are relatively cheap to do. Great. You know, um, you, know you don't need to have a huge budget. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's certainly with your, um, your culture hustle ethos, experimentation. Yeah, totally. You know, it's um, this is this is what I did of your stuff. Um, oh wow! Um, you know, it's, it's your, your pinkest pink. And your, I can see that. Wow! You know, it's um, uh, but I just uh, yeah, but I'm comfortable. I think a lot of carers are, but a lot a lot of carers are not comfortable with what they do. They haven't ex uh, accepted your judgment as the person creating the art is what's important mm. does that make sense yeah it does but i think it's about gentle encouragement it's about opening the door you know and it could be lino cutting i mean it could almost be anything it could be script writing it could be giving someone a camera but mm. the point is that once the doors open they start to find their rhythm and their voice and you know it's like it's like a menu of things, right? I mean, it's not everything. You know, art doesn't cure everything. It's not like some magic bullet, but you know, it's about finding your art for you. You know, like you've made a great painting there. You probably got a lot out of making it. It's great. But someone else, maybe they're just, they just like to write a little bit of poetry before yeah, yeah. bed, you know? And yeah, yeah. yeah art, is, art is, as we said, subjective. And of course it depends on how you want to express yourself. I mean, you know, it's, as you say, Painting, lino printing, collages, photography, you know, um, ballet, um, writing, poetry, you know, everything is potentially art. Yeah, but I think the, the way you encourage people is you just make the barrier of entry very easy. You make it easy yeah. for them to join in. You know, you get a collage is great because collage is something anyone can do. Yeah. Um, and you know these kind of things really open the door to it and you'll find like what we found at mind you know we, we we did things like we would buy a piano for a small group somewhere or fun script writing or whatever but when you meet people who participate in that they literally come up to me they hug me they say you can't believe it it's like i've got a whole new road open to me that, that i didn't know existed and what you tend to find is for some people when you open that little doorway uh, and they get a glimpse of it it just blows up for them it's beautiful to see um it's like the lids lifted off it's phenomenal when it works it goes like a rocket yeah 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 it's um it, what would you say to carers specifically um who are quite often trapped indoors about you know if they were going to take up some form of art where do you think they should go i'm not trying to pin you down to anything yeah like <clears throat> i mean i don't know i think one of the easiest things anyone can do right now is grab a magazine cut some images out and start organizing them on a piece of paper um you know that's this essentially collage that's essentially telling a story or expressing something 
Um, you know, but the other thing you can do is try and draw. Now, the problem with trying to draw is it takes a bit of skill. It takes a bit of practice. Very few people can just draw. So that's a challenge, right? But, you know, you could do um, maybe I'm going to do two minutes every morning of drawing and I'm just going to draw my coffee cup in front of me and um, pick something in the room around me and just have a go. Yeah, see yes. what happens or dive into a bit of a story remember something that happened yesterday and see if you can make an impression of it that's very hard but um very very rewarding mm-hmm. yeah fantastic it's the on. amazing thing is that art is so broad isn't it and we were having a conversation over the last few days and saying most people have a smartphone at their disposal which has a camera in it so actually that's again a very simple place to start um, there's so much free software around that again it's that um, very affordable very accessible and i think that really sums up what we're trying to uh, um, approach is just opening doors for the people and getting them on the map and then saying hey the journey you choose is up to you but did you realize the map existed and once you're in that sort of real cauldron um, which, which is so large of art then you, you make your own way and find the things you like hundred percent and I think that, that speaking to that point looking at art is the other thing that you can do um, and sometimes people aren't ready to make the stuff but they're ready to start looking at it and what I've been reading now this new research is that um, the way the brain works is when you look at a piece of work your brain puts you in the process of as if you're participating in the creation of it your brain starts to imagine how the artist did it and they can actually see bits of the brain lighting up as if you're making the art and um, they've done studies where like someone who for instance broke their legs they put a Degas painting of a ballet dancer in their room and it inspired them to start moving their leg. They could almost, the mirror neurons in their neurology started imagining they could move their leg like a ballet dancer. And it really helped. And um, I think it's in, I'd like to say Canada, but they actually have a program there. Whoops. Again, you can look at it on your phone. There's great documentaries. There's every every image ever is probably available on Google. You know, um, spending time looking at stuff can be really beneficial, and it can be lovely for the people you care for as well. Actually, to put art in the room. Yeah, fantastic. It's um, it's. I mean, it's interesting. My experience of your art has sort of summed up to me the breadth of the discipline. Um, you know, I don't want to flatter your ego, but, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, your your experimentation with art seemed to be, um, I'm going to give this a go. I fancy doing this. I don't know if that's true, but... Yeah, I think it is, because um, I think, you know, if you want to push things forward, then you have to be taking risks. And a lot of the work I make, I don't know if it will work or not. And a lot of it doesn't work, but I like to attempt things. And for me, ideas are more important than the thing they're made with. So sometimes any, I need to make a paint formula or I need to write a bit of code or it's a huge public sculpture for somewhere. But it all comes from an idea. And then I kind of need to like learn how to do it. Um, and put myself on the line like that and um, be, be willing to sort of get it very wrong, I suppose. And 
and that's a great analogy there for for carers um, of that moving to be able to take risks where it's safe to take the risks there is a safety net there there's a comfort because you've got other like-minded people there supporting you um, and, and that's a, a life skill in itself is taking risks occasionally and doing new things and changing the environment you're currently in um, and being positive about that so that's really powerful well cool yeah i think like making art it's not really dangerous you know most of the time unless you're running <laughs> around with a, a sort of chainsaw and cutting up poisonous metal or something um so you know it's unlikely that you're going to hurt yourself so you can take quite big risks with art that maybe you can't take in your day-to-day -day life um because actually even if you get it wrong what's it really matter it's only art at the end of the day no one needs to see it but you um so you can play do you feel with your art do you feel um uh, a personal, no, I was going to say a personal affinity, but do you, do you feel when you get something wrong, does it affect you uh, emotionally? Um, well, I suppose sometimes I'm frustrated because um, I want something to happen and I've been, especially if I spent a long time on it and it doesn't do do what I hoped, it is frustrating. But then at the same time, you know, that's just part of the process and then it sort of spurs you on to make your next piece of work and try and get it right next time. And it just sort of goes with it. You know, it's, it's not easy making art. It's not always fun. Um, but you do it anyway and for me it's not really all about the end result it's the process of it it's the the time in the studio it's chewing over the ideas it's the growth of the thing um, so I'm not like you know understand that the art isn't me <laughs> it's something I made so if it falls over and it fails I doesn't mean I'm a failure no you know I I failed this time better luck tomorrow kind of thing well, that's that's a very healthy way to look at it, isn't it? Because the reason I ask is because you know, you hear historically about artists who have completely lost the plot when something has not gone, or perpetually not gone the way they wanted to, um, and they feel a certain, or have been known to feel a certain amount of pain when. Um, and I'm sure you can think of examples of people like that. Uh, but it's nice, it, it's, it's good to hear from someone with your influence that, you know, you've got a very healthy attitude to it. Yeah, but, you know, it wasn't always like that. I mean, in my teenage years and even like 10, I was raging when it went wrong. You know, I felt lousy, you know, like I think that um, the sort of resilience I have now has been built up over quite a long time. Right. Um, and, you know, if I'm completely honest, at the start, oh, you know, I made some terrible things and I really hated them and it wasn't easy but I think now I've got just a bit more resilient to it and right. it's actually given me that so that's a gift in in that is that yeah. I've become more open to getting so it you, you just think with life experience and moving on you sort of as we supposedly all do as we get older you get a little more mellow yeah that's it it's exactly that yeah, you know. it's it's. Um, I'm just admiring your uh, creations in the background. <laughs> That's um, um, are they uh, are they are they paintings? Yeah, there's some paint. Yeah, some of the paintings I'm working on. Fantastic. Um, I won't be too nosy. I just happen to see them, and I am nosy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm in my um painting studio today and um, I've been trying to come here more right. um, and do more painting, but it's been very slow. Um, and again, you know, like my mum was very ill in the lead up to Christmas and I took on that role for her, you know, I was there a lot 
and it was hard with the COVID because I couldn't be um, yeah, yeah. for a long time and, and I managed to be towards the end and I didn't mean I wasn't really in here and I couldn't really focus on it um, but I've started to pick it back up again in the last sort of few weeks and started okay. to make things again. So how, how is it, I mean, from an art point of view, how has the, the virus um, affected you in your ability to be creative? Oh, it's been really strange. Um, I was making a lot of work um, for the virus and then I came in to carry on with it and it just felt really obsolete and irrelevant and like the whole world had pivoted and like my work was a bit self-indulgent with what was happening um, and then I struggled um, to get back into making my work and I think I distracted myself with all sorts of things and um, and well, I think yeah, and I think also like I had a lot of big projects I was working on that I was very excited about and they kind of got postponed or cancelled or changed and I felt a bit despondent I think that a lot of the things I was hoping to happen kind of couldn't. It's um, the, um, do you have any plans or is there is there any projects you'd like to do but there's very little prospect in the short term of them ever happening. Do you have some big ambitious? Well, not not like big ambitious stuff, but I, I had some sort of public art projects planned and there was a museum show in, um, in New York that I was really excited about. And I'm sure these things will happen in time, but I think the thing I'm missing most, if I'm honest, is just seeing art. Like I'm just desperate to go to an art gallery and sort of see something. Um, I feel very cooped up. I kind of need to see what people are making again. I just feel very disconnected from like, you know, a big part of my life was to, to go to London a lot, really go to shows, really see what people are making, see what's what's happening and I feel very disconnected from that. Even seeing it online it's just not the same so I think um, my big plan when I can is to just go on a bit of an art binge and look at lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, we, could all, we could all do that actually, I mean it would be a great way to, um, as you say, you were talking about, you know, visiting art and galleries etc. I mean obviously as you know in Dorset contemporary art is has always been a little bit limited on what you can see um, and we you know obviously when the county museum reopens with its uh, redevelopment hopefully this summer um, there are going to be some as I'm sure you're aware there's going to be some rolling exhibitions yeah there um, do you think there's any likelihood you'll you'll exhibit in there I don't know if they ask me. <laughs> um, probably, yeah. If they ask, I'd, I'd love to do that. Um, but you know, like I have plans. Like I've sort of set up a small gallery in the town centre um, that no one can really see because you can't come in. But um, I've put some really good artists in there that I really like their work, um, and it's in the town centre now for like a month. Um, so I'm hoping that after, you know on the 12th of April maybe we can open the door and then people can come in and um, see some of the work. Mm. Yeah, and are they all local artists? Or? No, no. Um, so controversially, so you know, um, they're not. None of them are. Um, and that, that was a very conscious decision that I okay. wanted to bring. Yeah. So you know, maybe this is a, a bit of a. <laughs> 
I decided I wanted to bring really great international artists to Bournemouth so we could see stuff that we've never seen before because I think it will inspire the artists who are here. And I think there's already some good places for local artists to exhibit and I think it's been doing rel- being done relatively well. Um, but what we're not getting to see is that cutting edge, avant-garde, contemporary art that's being made right now um, here. And that's what I want to make a platform for. Fantastic, yeah. And it, it, is it, um, uh, are we likely to see these artists uh, or their work come into, you know, Dorset as in out of BCP? Um, that would be really nice. Um, I, I would love that. I, I think that's definitely my, um, my sort of long-term goal for it. I mean, right now, um, so the Turner Prize nominee, Mark Titchener, we put his work on the front of the Avenue Shopping Centre and it says, these times will pass. Brilliant piece of work. Yeah, um, yeah. We've put Sarah Maple's giant skip sculpture in the window of the gallery that you can see, Corey Archangel from New York. So, um, you know, I hope it's near enough for Dorset people to come if they're allowed. Mm. Um, but I would totally love to be curating things um, in the wider sort of Dorset area, really, because I think it's so necessary. Yeah, I mean, it would be, you You would certainly be, I think, an, I don't know what Marcus thinks, but I think you'd be an inspiration to, um, and I know you're not comfortable with compliments, but <laughs> um, I think you would be an inspiration to a lot of the carers that we know who are, if you like, sympathetic to art. Oh, um, brilliant. You know, I, I think that would work really well. Thank you oh. very much. And I think one of the things that, just listening to you talk over the last few minutes, really highlights is um, artists and art is no different than a lot of other um, groups through the last year, that the lack of contact and the lack of, of a normal routine has had a profound effect and anything we can do to, to reopen those doors, um, both to, to the old and to new exciting things, has to be our solution for their um, their next two to three years. Totally. Yeah. And, and we, we'd, love, we'd love to um, support anything you're doing in Dorset, uh, of course. Oh, thank you. Um, I think the our group, both within Community Share and the Dorset Carers um, Hub, uh, and they're very, very similar, and that's why we've come together. Um, mm. Really, would um, benefit from, from your art and the inspiration that gives. Oh, brilliant! Okay, well, we should make a scheme, maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 I think certainly we can have some conversations. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, it would be, you know, off the top of my head, I can think of several places in some of the more rural areas of, of Dorset that would love to see your you know your art your contemporaries art because they would never get the opportunity mm. um you know for various reasons and to open art up to a whole new sector of um the, the population mm. would be um i think would be very therapeutic and i i think going back to this thing about mental health and art as a therapy you know, if, as you said, you know, you, you as a, as a, you know, as a well-established artist want to get out, as you said yourself, and see other people's art, and from that I presume inspiration, ideas. Yeah. Well, if you take it down the river to people who are very inexperienced, 
and they they can see what you've done and your colleagues have done. I think, well, actual fact, I could give that a go. Absolutely. You know, and as you say, I mean, art is a huge field, and I, I don't know how you feel about art snobbery, but you know, as I'm sure you know, there are some artists who will only work in you know specified. Uh, areas, you know, I only mm -hmm. use gouache, or you know, I, I only do sculpture. But mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. You, you seem to be of the ilk. I'll try anything I damn well please. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I mean, there is that, but I think you know, everybody's into their own thing, and I think yeah. you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I call myself a multidisciplinary artist. I play with lots of disciplines. That's my thing. But I think, you know, to your point, you know, I'm not, I'm not into art snobbery. I mean, I think art's for everyone, fundamentally. And, you know, everyone has the right to access it and participate in it. Um, you know, it shouldn't be an elite proposition. And actually, I think a lot of the art um, isn't as hard to get your head around than we've been led to believe. You know, it's a bit of a myth. I think most people can actually get something out of it. Um, and I think it's wrong that people, maybe in a rural community, you know, can't access new, interesting, inspiring artistic ideas because don't they have the same right that everybody else does? And, you know, not everybody lives next to Tate Modern in London, you know? No. no I think our, our, our real focus is. Um, taking opportunities to the community that is community chair mm. particularly because dorset is so rural and people yep. can't come to centre. if we take it to them then you can inspire them and once people are inspired then they make a choice and if they like it they're prepared to go find it but that initial contact um, needs to be quite close to them so it's accessible mm. easy and i think most things start out quite simple don't they and, and then when we want to uh, develop them they become more complicated but when yeah. you first start out they're pretty it's pretty easy folding over paper and then you get into origami it's like wow you know how, how did that move from simple fold in half to all the complex mm -hmm. stuff so if you can get people hooked on the simple then the sky's the limit for the future mm, i think you're right and um you've got to meet people where they are you know and i think even bringing the, the calibre of artists we've brought, like even to Bournemouth is quite Trojan in a strange way because even Bournemouth Town Centre hasn't had access to that, you know. So that's a huge step, you know, most of it's, you know, I don't think I've ever really seen these artists. No, not outside a big capital city. I, I don't think so. And how did they... how did thing to be achieving. Yeah. How, how did they, when you um, mooted the idea, how did they take take it? Um, they were all right about it. I think they were quite excited. I, I think, um, you know, admittedly, a lot of them were my sort of friends or yeah. that I knew and you're like, not, not to be weird, but I have a sort of reputation in the art thing and they've heard of me and they probably know that I'll do my best and that they yeah. can kind of trust it. So I think I was lucky in that I had some connections I could draw on. Yeah. I think maybe if someone else had have asked, you know, Ron Arad, a really important artist, you know, he's had a retrospective at the Museum of Modern Art, um, Santa Pompidou, Ron, can I borrow three sculptures from 1987? <laughs> I think people would, t I think he'd probably tend to get lost, you know, but, um, <laughs> but Ron, Ron, Ron lent them to me, you know, and they're there yeah. and you can come and see them and they're brilliant artworks, right? Um, so I'm very, very lucky that I can do that, I suppose. It's, uh, well, I mean, we're, we're trying our bit. We, as funny enough, as of the week after next, we're doing workshops on lino print. 
brilliant. And um, you know, because it's cheap to do, uh, so you may be interested to see the, that's the kind of thing. Oh, oh wow, great, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I've, I've got I've got um, blurring in the background, so you can't. No, I can see. I saw it. I saw it. It's really good. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, good, yeah. what, I'm tr what I'm trying to do is is you know from from here is to get people to explain you know because as I'm sure you know, people who've never done or never had the opportunity to be involved in art seem to think that a square must be square, isn't? It? But it, you know, or a triangle must be precise you know it's and I keep explaining it's not geometry it's art you know so yeah. by doing random eccentric characters if I can do it then you know why can't you That's exactly that just leave an example like that you're doing it perfectly and you're totally right like nature doesn't do straight angles and perfect lines you know everything's organic we're human beings how are we going to express ourselves really mm. it's not going to be rigid like that i mean some people think like that it's beautiful um but you know it, 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 yeah it's just just do your thing see what comes out you might surprise yourself at who you are can we use that as a sound pipe do do your thing mm. yeah like that I, I, I love it a lot and, and it, it for me it's that i just love what you're saying it's about trying to get people started and if they've got the confidence to give things a bash then it's amazing what they might find Mm. Um, and, and that's so important. Um, yeah. Start. <laughs> Put something down. Actually, doesn't have to be anything. But if you've started, then wow, you've got yeah. the biggest barrier out of the way. I mean, it's the first mark that's the scary bit. It's getting them lined up with that bit of lino, with the tool. That that's all the work. Like after they've done that, they're off. Like, and and quite often, like I used to when we were allowed, go into schools and try and inspire the kids a bit. And um, I would say, oh, we're going to do a drawing, but no one's ever going to see it because at the end you're going to screw it up and chuck it in the bin. Um, and I'm going to stand on the desk, and you've got two minutes to draw me. Um, just do whatever you like, and then screw it up and put it in the bin. Um, and then I just took the whole pressure away from it having to be any good. No one was ever going to see it, and we were off. Yeah, off yeah. to the races you know yeah yeah it's a do you think it's also a question of not being judgmental definitely like I, you know i think schools are so wrong you know i get messages from kids their teachers told them their art wasn't right i'm like what do you mean your teacher said it wasn't right like how can it be wrong you know it's ridiculous i've actually written some of these teachers as well um and told them off because <laughs> you can't be you can't be doing that no 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 it's it. um that's where it starts yeah it's all because it's, i think i think correct me if i'm wrong what you're saying is if if you tell a child um they're wrong then that stifles their creativity is that is that that's exactly what i'm saying you know then right then, you know, 90% of kids in schools now are not choosing the arts at GCSE. So they're not doing drama, they're not doing music, and they're not doing art, right? 90%. Why? Because earlier on they were told their, their house was out of proportion or their shoes yeah. don't look like that. I mean, you know, I don't want to live in a world with no art. No, no, no I think Marcus and I would agree with you entirely, you know. Absolutely. It, it's an organic process, isn't it? And that, that's organicness is, is you. On whatever you're doing, um, that's the sum of the art. It is exactly what totally. you've decided to do. Um, not not anybody else's opinion. The only person that really matters is yourself. Yeah. Exactly. This is me. I make a mark like that. The end. It's yeah, yeah. honest. It's truthful. It's you. I love it. It's beautiful. I don't care. 
Yeah, and, and you know, that, that's you know that's a really good point. It's you know art is what do you make of it, um, and art you know I suppose the classic one isn't it is um, if you talk about opera singers, being an opera singer is an art and a skill. You may not like what they're doing, but you can appreciate the skill required to to produce that performance. Mm. Does that? I mean, I don't know if that makes sense. No, I... but... Yeah, that makes I sense. think it does. It sort of makes sense. I mean, I think the thing is that skill, skills are slightly different thing because skills cultivated over time, you know. Um, so you get skillful by doing things a lot. Like a great ballet dancer was doing it since they were four years old and now they're 19 and they are amazing to watch. Um, and, and, and I think sometimes we've got to be careful because when we hold up really skillful work, it can actually terrify people because they think, I have no chance, you know, that constable painting is unbelievable. Who am I? You know, I live in a village outside Wimborne. I've got a box of watercolours. Um, I can't do that. And, and, you know, I think my message is, no, you can't, but that doesn't matter because you can do you in a way that no one else can with what you've got. And that's what I want us to see. And that is the thing that's going to help you feel good about yourself, heal, um, connect with yourself. Um, it's going to help your mental wellness. It's going to help the people around you understand what you're going through because you're going to have a thing you can show people. Um, and then it all is brilliant after that. It's a real way to express yourself. And I think you're very right. And one of the things that's emerged recently is the, the, the growth of reuse and, and repurposing. And what people are just suddenly able to do, they wouldn't have dreamt of a few years ago. And actually, again, just like you said, it actually doesn't matter if it goes wrong, just repaint it or, or redo it. And, and what, what, what a great thing to be able to do and say, actually, there are no wrongs anymore. It's what I like. So, um, and people are doing some amazing stuff. Um, you know, look at some of the blacksmith work with old iron. Um, it's quite amazing. You know, drift, driftwood sculptures is a classic one, isn't it? You know, people who've had brave enough to gather enough wood to make fantastic mm. sculptures. And all it really is is time and having the vision to, you know, mm. to see what you're making. Um, but no, I mean, Stuart, I mean, thank you so much for your time. You've been uh, a real pleasure to talk to. Oh, it's been amazing to come on. I'm glad, um, glad to have met you both. It's well, good. It's, it's, um, we're no, hope, no. hopefully we could encourage you, um, you know, in due course to, um, you know, see whether we can get together with um, doing something out here in the States. That'd be brilliant. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, well, we will. We will. Um, when we're allowed. Yes, obviously, within within the rules. <laughs> within the rules. You've got, you got, you got, you got to follow the rules. But um, yeah, as soon as we can, I'd love to do that. Yeah, that'd be great. I must thank you, Stuart, because I think one of the things that comes across...